welcome to Relationship Minibooks Podcast. We're really excited that you could join us. Our desire is to empower you to have exceptional relationships. We hope you enjoyed this program. Hello, my name is Emmanuel. Thank you for tuning in and giving me the opportunity to come alongside you today to help you get the most out of your relationship. If this is your first time listening to me, I want you to know that you're joining a large family of people that are committed to having exceptional relationships. It has been humbling and exhilarating to see hundreds of lives and relationships change in such a short time frame through this program. Just by listening, I know that your life and relationship will never be the same again. Now, no matter your relationship status, no matter if you're single, married, divorced, or even if it's complicated, you will get a lot out of today's topic. Today, I'm going to begin to share with you the answers to two questions I get asked over and over again. The first question is this, how do I know if this person is right for me? In other words, how do you know if you're choosing the right person? And the second question that we'll address is, what is the one thing I can do to have a successful relationship? So I'm going to start off with the first question, how do I know if this person is right for me? The reason for this first question is fear. With about half of marriages ending in divorce, high rates of infidelity, and lots of troubled and miserable relationships, I can understand why you would be fearful. In fact, you're asking the right question. If you can avoid the trappings of a failed relationship, then you should. I say this because I've been there. Years ago, I went through a failed relationship. That failed relationship was the catalyst that drove me to learn and understand all I could about relationships. This was a seven years journey. My failed relationship left me broken, hopeless, and depressed. I do not want you to ever experience that. Still, I know some of you have had it much worse. On top of the emotional distress and mental anguish, I know some of you have lost friendships, lost access to your children, lost your job, suffered abuse, and perhaps even had your retirement severely hindered. All this because of a failed relationship. If you are the right person and you choose the wrong person, you're leaving yourself open to the likelihood of a lot of pain and suffering. That's the bad news. But there is good news. The good news is that you don't have to choose the wrong person. In fact, God knew that you and I would one day have this question. Who is the right person for me to choose? This is why he answered it before you and I were ever born. Now, I don't know how you feel about God. I don't know if you know God, trust God, or even like him. But whatever you think about God, one thing is clear. God knows all about exceptional relationships. This is because his own relationship is exceptional. Think about it. In God, you have three distinct people, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And they have been together in relationship with each other since the beginning of time. And in all those millions of years, they have never fought or broken up with each other. What a record, huh? That is not only exceptional, it is extraordinary. So if there is anyone you and I should listen to about who is right for us, I think it's safe to go with God. In the scripture, God reveals the five things that makes a person the right person for you. 
Now, I'm going to go through these five things one by one, and I want you to listen carefully. These are the same five things that he gave Adam, the first man, before he declared him ready to be in a relationship. Okay, are you ready to hear what these are? Okay, we're going to start now. The first is vision. Just as light and darkness do not mix, but life drives away darkness, two visions do not go together. If you study Latin, you'll find that the Latin word for the English word two is die. So when you think of the English word two, think of the Latin word die. Where there are two visions or division, you will end up with division. Where there is division, you contradict each other instead of complementing each other. You compete with each other instead of communion with each other. And you complicate each other's worlds instead of being a source of calm for one another. A world where two people live in division does indeed bring division. Having two different visions is like having two people in a boat trying to row in opposite directions. It is a constant struggle and a fight. And if one overpowers the other, there is unrest and unhappiness in the relationship. Just to give you an example, the Bible talks about a guy named Moses who married a woman named Zipporah. It seems as if they never spoke about the vision for their lives. After a few years, it became clear that they had different vision for their lives. They had die vision. Moses wanted to travel to Egypt, but Zipporah wanted to stay in Midian. Moses wanted to serve God, but Zipporah did not care too much for God. This is die vision. When Moses finally made his move to fulfill his vision, Zipporah went along, but she did so kicking and screaming. Soon after getting to Egypt, Zipporah packed her bags, left Moses, and took the kids back to Midian. The marriage was over. You see, their division led to divorce. The division that having two different visions create leads to resistance. Resistance then leads to resentment, resentment to rejection, rejection leads to repression, and repression finally leads to divorce. So you don't want to take that chance. The right person for you has the same vision for their life as you do. Now, here's your homework. To make sure you share the same vision with the person that you're looking to choose, think about the things that are important to you. Think about the things that are non-negotiables in your life. Things that you know you can't compromise. Write these things down and then have an honest and open conversation with the person you're thinking of partnering with about whether they have the same mind about these key issues. The second is place. Just because a person has the same vision as you does not mean they're right for you. Their heart must be located in the right place. Before God declared Adam ready for a relationship, it located him in a place called Eden. Now, the word Eden actually means pleasure. That means Adam was in a place that was pleasurable, a place that he liked. Eden was a place filled with natural resources, including gemstones, and it also had four rivers flowing through it. I'm sure Adam was excited about this. It means it was in a place that was fertile and had all he could ever need to achieve his goals and dreams. It really was in a good place that he liked. See, the right person for you 
should also be in a good place. They should be in a place that they like and in a place that they feel comfortable with. You want to make sure that you're just not a pit stop on the road for somebody who's looking to find themselves. They need to have already found themselves and they need to be in a good place. Now, there are two ways to know if somebody is in the right place. The first is they don't get affected by things that bothers everybody else. And the second is they don't react the same way everybody reacts. It's almost as if they're immune to the things that are happening all around them. Now the Bible has an example of this, and I want to take you to the book of Exodus. The Bible tells us that at some point, the plagues hit the kingdom of Egypt. But the children of Israel were not affected because they were living in a place called Goshen, which was also part of Egypt. But it seemed as if that place was set apart. Although all sorts of bugs and things and all sorts of pestilence were reaching the land of Egypt, all those who lived in Goshen were unaffected. Think about that. Everybody else experiencing heartache, everybody else experiencing pain, everybody experiencing things that they would not like. But by living in Goshen, those other people were immune to it. That is the way it is for somebody who is in the right place. They just don't react and respond like everybody else. They have peace. They are steady in the face of adversity and they're calm in the middle of the storm. The person you should choose should be in the right place. You don't want them to be going around in circles, running amok every single time something happens. You want them to be steady, to be strong, and to be calm in the middle of a storm. Because as you and I know, life can get stormy. The third thing is purpose. After putting Adam in Eden, God gave him work. Now, hear this. Your work is different from your job. You can get fired from your job, but nobody can fire you from your work. While a job provides security, it is your work that makes your life significant. In fact, work refers to your life purpose. Only meaningful work makes you happy and gives you fulfillment in life. Another thing is that the power of God follows the purpose of God. So you will live a powerful life if you're actually doing meaningful work. This is why it is necessary for you to know your purpose. In fact, the lack of meaningful work is what creates a lot of unrest and a lot of uneasiness in people. It is what leads to what a lot of people call the midlife crisis. Purpose or meaningful work, on the other hand, gives you a sense of direction. It streamlines your life and keeps you from wandering all over the place. The person you're looking to choose must know and be engaged in some sort of meaningful work, something outside of themselves that brings fulfillment. Otherwise, they will look for you to fill that void. If this happens, you're being set up for failure and they're setting themselves up for disappointment. To find purpose and to know what your purpose is, you have to think of three things. The first is ability or what am I good at doing, or what is my gifting? And then you have to look for opportunity. What need in this world can my ability help fulfill? And then the last is pleasure. What do I enjoy doing that doesn't just seem like a job to me? So again, 
You will find your purpose where ability intersects with opportunity and intersects with pleasure. When you find that thing, write it down, hold on to it, and make sure you pursue it. When you're doing this, you would be doing meaningful work, and you will find that it makes a marked difference in the way you feel. This is important for any relationship because if somebody doesn't follow purpose, then they're just wondering. It leads to a lot of fight, argument, and heartache. You want to make sure that the person you're choosing is following their purpose. The fourth is instruction. After God gave Adam purpose, we are told that Adam received some instructions or some commandments. Though he was the only person on earth, he did not think himself too important to actually receive that instruction. Because think about it, it's one thing to be given instruction and it's quite another to receive that instruction to obey it. The right person for you will have a heart that is humble, teachable, willing to learn and willing to receive instruction. This is because everyone is a student in the school of life. There are things that will happen in life that you have no answers for. I know there are things that happen in my life that I certainly don't have answers for and I need instructions. There are times when you will reach a fork in the road. While it is always good to have God's instruction, it is especially good to receive wide words and instruction during the tough times. That is really when the rubber meets the road and that is when you will need instruction. If your prospective partner is not willing to learn and not willing to humble themselves and not willing to receive instruction, then this person is simply not the right one for you. The fifth is boundaries. Though nobody likes boundaries, we all need it. You and I need boundaries because we're imperfect, because we're prone to make mistakes. If you meet somebody that says that they're perfect, you need to run away from them because you have met a liar. No, we are all imperfect. We can all go off the rails, so we need boundaries to keep us in our lane. Without boundaries, there's nothing to stop us from driving our lives into a ditch. So you see, boundaries are not there to keep you from living your best life. Boundaries are there to protect you from derailing your best life. In my 20s, I did not understand the concept of boundaries, so I almost derailed my life. Learn from my mistakes and not from your own. The person who's right for you should be honest about their errors of weaknesses and gird up those errors with the appropriate boundaries. The right person for you has a vision. So, those are the five things I wanted to talk about in this segment for the first question. So, in summary, you can see that the right person for you has a vision you can relate to, has their hearts located in the right place, has a purpose that directs their path, receives instruction in humility, and has the appropriate boundaries in place to gird up their weaknesses. There's a lot more to be said concerning how to make sure the person you're choosing is right for you. If you'd like to know much more, then I encourage you to go to our site, Relationship Mini Books, and check out the course for singles. There, I go into much more details about this topic and a lot more other topics that will help you make sure that you avoid the heartache and that you experience an exceptional relationship.